Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in the town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There's plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. This summer that has been wetter than a fish's mouth, and everyone in the city wants nothing more than to be indoors. But crime doesn't rest, so neither can anyone else. On one particularly rainy night, poor Mr. Reed met his end. One moment he was laughing, the next his body was dropped off in front of the Steward University, lips wrapped around a question that would never be asked. But before you start to feel too sorry for Mr. Reed, remember that nothing is ever what it seems in the city that always sleeps. Hey, Wanderers, and welcome back to the Wandering Internet. No, that's that's our Let's Play intro. I have been listening to a lot of those. <laughs> and also, we can't welcome them back to a series that we just started. I mean, I can welcome them back to our channel, our podcast. Anyway, hey, Wanderers, and welcome to our newest podcast. We are going back into City of Mist, and I will be running the game this time instead of Cody. We are in a small Midwestern town. And by small, I mean we're in a Midwestern city, nondescript, called Naptown, where crazy shenanigans happen, and our investigators are trying their best to solve some crimes. So, why don't we go around the imaginary table we have and introduce ourselves. Who wants to go first? Oh, we're totally all in the same room. Uh, I can go first. I am playing Detective Tanner. Detective Tanner is a... In air quotes, retired police detective. Uh, he retired after a unfortunate occurrence where he was trying to stop an armed assailant who stabbed him repeatedly in the arm while he was grappling with him. And as a result of the injuries, he had to have the arm amputated, after which the police department didn't exactly promote him, but they just kind of offered him a desk job and, you know, it wasn't... That he was fired, it was just like, well, we don't want you to be out in the field anymore. And Tanner found this to be unacceptable, so he quit to start his own private investigation firm. Um, now, are we going to talk about our uh, our mythos stuff as well? Like who the mythological thing is that's influencing us? I'm cool with it. Oh, okay. So Tanner is a... Uh, it, would, it, would the correct term be a rift for tier? A rift of, I think. A rift of Tyr, who is a Norse god, who was uh, famous for binding Fenrir, and then also in that uh, effort of binding Fenrir, got his arm ripped off. So that's kind of the connection with his uh, mythos. Um, yeah. So now Tanner is just working as a PI and also doing jobs as they come up of a more like supernatural nature cool uh who would like to go next caitlin you're up all right um i am faye cameron who is an attorney in the city um she's part of a family law firm uh currently run by her brother Art Cameron. She he is more the like front man, the one in court, the like flashy one, and she is the one doing research and getting everything prepped for uh court dates. Um and is more behind the scenes. Um she is a rift of Morgan Le Fay, 
the sorcerer from Arthurian uh, Legends. What else am I supposed to say? Uh, anything else you want? Anything else you want us to know about her? Maybe, maybe describe her personality, hey. like how tall she is. How old she Nobody is. asked you. <laughs> Did you expect that joke? Will just never get old. You know, I couldn't resist. We're doing character introduction. I could not not do that. She has kind of auburn hair, cut in a bob, and green eyes. She is late twenties. Um, she is unmarried, uh, much to her parents chagrin dismay i don't know <laughs> uh they're not keen on it what's um, the name of your law firm uh i think it was like cameron and sons so she's definitely being overlooked in that naming scheme <laughs> uh so yeah i think that's all i want to say about her cody yeah does detective tanner's private eye have a name uh no, it would it would most it's not like um <laughs> it's Detective Tanner. He's, he's, <laughs> That's the name yeah, I mean <laughs> like he's a private eye. He doesn't have like a, a he doesn't have like multiple private eyes working for him. So it's just you hire Detective Tanner. Oh, I didn't know if he like had a a pithy name. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't have that. <laughs> I uh, I did forget to mention what Detective Tanner looks like. He's um. He's mid forties. He's not overly tall, and he's very heavy set. Like he's just kind of chunky, um, and kind of despite his appearance, he's always been very physically adept, which has been what kept him like in the streets as long as it did working. Was that he just kept passing physical exi- like physical requirement after physical requirement almost to like people's chagrin like at this point they would have expected him to kind of be slowing down and it just never happened for him (laughs) but yeah so that's that's what he looks like i forgot to mention it all right Vinny, tell us about seamus so i am playing uh seamus finnegan he is a retired uh army major um he um was in the military and um and in a combat accidentally killed a civilian and so he um left left the military uh, couldn't couldn't deal with the couldn't deal with the ramifications of what of what had happened um and now he works as um as like private security uh, or like body like he kind of he'll be hired to like protect some famous persons in town or just go go be a bouncer at this nightclub for a night or something like he just kind of is hired out to go um go be be hired muscle basically uh, he frequently will work with detective tanner on some of his cases um although uh, the way it happens is that detective tanner will will call Seamus's like company and they don't really like dealing with him so they just always send me because they know we get along um uh so oh and also on the side he does like boxing prize fighting type stuff just as a hobby um he is mid 30s um decently tall like muscular build and i didn't really think of any other appearance besides that Seamus is a uh, vessel or rift or whatever for finn mccool who is an irish like folk hero uh, warrior um sometimes depicted as like a giant and um also is known for accidentally stealing the salmon of knowledge um when his when his master asked him to cook it and he accidentally like got some of the oil on his finger, tasted it, and then basically inherited all the knowledge from it. Um, so 
that one of one of Seamus's uh, mythos is that he has his dog tags. Uh, um, whenever he interacts with them, can give him supernatural knowledge or things that he doesn't wouldn't normally be able to see. Um, something else uh, I wanted to say about him. Uh, oh yeah, he is um, Irish American descent um, naturally. Um, with with a name like Seamus, makes sense. Um, I'm going to attempt an Irish lilt for my character voice, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see just how racist it gets. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to avoid that. That's that's what I want to try to avoid. I understand. Mandy, you're all that's left. All right. Um, so I will be playing uh, Darlene Lovell, but n- pretty much nobody calls her that. Everyone calls her by her stage name, which is Darling. Uh, she is a jazz hall singer and a very classical beauty. So she doesn't really go by the, um, she doesn't really look like she belongs in the 1920s. Uh, she's uh, very pretty. She's got very long, dark hair versus like the short look. Uh, but she does kind of go with the makeup trends, which is real fun in the 20s. Um, <laughs> and like the flapper dresses. Uh, she's like late 20s. So uh, her, it's Rift, right? Because I mm-hmm. keep wanting to call it a vessel, but uh, her Rift is Aphrodite. Did I forget anything? Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Uh, so I think it's time to get started. Unless you guys have anything else that we need to cover. Please bear with us as we relearn the rules the City of Mist. It's been... <laughs> we actually never played with the official rules. When we started playing it last time, all we had was the starter set. Yeah, and we did true. we did back it, and now we're using the full book. And we never recorded that, did we? We did. City did of Mist. Yeah, some? I couldn't remember. We we recorded about a season's worth, what we consider a season. Yeah. So we begin. You guys have been called to the Mythical Grove, which is your local speakeasy. Um, it is a it is the base of operations for your little ragtag group that is part of the order which is this ancient organization that works on protecting the city from mystical threats and other weird things it kind of help keeps the balance between good and bad so that like the people who are bad aren't destroying the city and the people who are good aren't also destroying the city on a zealous crusade to stop the bad people your organization is quite small right now. You are one of three different teams of about four each that go out and do missions. Not much else is really known about the order. You guys have all been in it for a while. You guys have all been a team for several years now. You know each other. You get along for the most part. The speakeasy you're at is also the local hangout for many different rifts, not only those just in the Order, but the Order seems to use it as a base of operations, at least for you guys. I was also wondering how much... We all have like our bonds and stuff with each other already. How much do we want to get into that, if at all? Like how we know each other or like how we've interacted previously? I think that can be subtext. Okay. Um, so this, the speakeasy here is a, it's like halfway between high and low class. Like it's nice stuff, but it's all like secondhand, you know, it's like second, it's like the second kid of a restaurant. Um, everything looks to have been used and reused several times. There's been their fair share of bar fights that you've seen, but they're usually broken up pretty quickly. But you know, when you have people who can throw fireballs, things to get, tend to get a little bit more damaged. 
Um, every other chair seems to have a different design to it. There's no, like, one matching set anywhere, but it kind of makes it feel more homey to you guys. All that being said, the alcohol here is the best alcohol you guys have ever tasted. You're in the throes of Prohibition, and even with that, even before Prohibition, you don't think alcohol tasted this good. You guys are all at a table. Are you guys talking about anything in specific? Are you all there already? It's probably mid-afternoon. So we're day drinking. You're day drinking. <laughs> uh, I think Detective Tanner would not be there yet. Like, if there is a time he is supposed to be there, he is not 15 minutes early. <laughs> I think Faye would be getting there, like, right on time. Like, she would be trying to maximize her time at the law firm, but is, like, punctual still. What day of the week is this? Wednesday. Wednesday. I think Darling, uh, since most of her job uh, takes place at night uh, in the jazz hall, uh, she's actually there really early, but it's only because she doesn't have a whole lot else to do at the moment. Um, so she, before, if ever, if she's there before everyone else is there, uh, she's got like a Cosmo at the bar. Fun thing I learned today when doing research in the 1920s is 1920s are when cocktails became popular because alcohol tasted so bad. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. So they started mixing and, other things into it. And be- and because like if if you're going to get your alcohol and you want to you want to have a lot of it, beer you just can't like beer is not going to get you drunk. Yeah. You yep. drink and, a lot less. And well, everything drunk. was also so watered down because they're like, well, we can make this go forever because you have no choice now. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm all, I imagine that um, Seamus's job as like private security is primarily on the weekends. That's when um, I guess I said in the intro that he, he would serve as like a bouncer for club. But if it's prohibition, he wouldn't do that. Cause that, I mean, I guess maybe like a little like under the table type of deal, but wouldn't be official for sure. You could be a bouncer um, to speak easy. Yeah, but I mean, the com- my company wouldn't necessarily <laughs> do, would be, want to be involved in that. I mean, maybe they would, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but his stuff primarily takes place on the weekends, and his, um, he has a decent enough pension, <laughs> as weird as that sounds to have a pension at 30-something um, from his military service, so he doesn't, he doesn't need to work a whole lot outside of, outside of this. Um, that's why he's able to do the prize fighting and stuff as a hobby. Um, he has been there already and is and is a drink in. Like he got there like an hour early and has already had a drink. So I'm assuming you're sitting with Darlin, Darling. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, probably. We're probably catching up on a few things. Yeah, uh, at some point once he arrived, I think we kind of found a table. Okay, so as you guys wait, uh, do Faye and Tanner show up on time? Lord, no. <laughs> okay, Faye, this Faye, Faye is punctual though. Yes. Yes. Faye is punctual. She gets the right on time and orders a gin and tonic. Okay. So as soon as, let's say your meeting was for at four o'clock. As soon as it hits four o'clock, you, the three of you are like talking and then you feel, you know, like when the cloud, like the sun goes behind a cloud and it just feels a little bit cooler all of a sudden, you get kind of that feeling mm-hmm. and you look behind you and you see uh, Idris. He is uh, dressed in a suit and all of him has a faint blue glow to him. That is the majority of what you know about Idris is what he looks like. He is your mission giver. He has been your mission giver since you guys were formed as a team. The weird thing about him that makes you all feel a little uncomfortable though is that you can't really see his eyes. Like 
half of his like top half of his face is like covered in shadow and part of that you feel is due to the lighting because this is a speakeasy it's not like the most well-lit place you've ever been in and you think it would make you way more uncomfortable if you've ever seen him anywhere else but it's still a little disquieting do we know who he's a rift of you do not okay does he just kind of appear or has he just does he hang he out just appears the- mm-hmm. he just appears okay uh afternoon idris good afternoon Faye. pleasure to see you here idris you got a new job for us that's why i called you in where's tanner uh, Late as usual. From outside, you hear a very loud banging rattle, and then the sound of an engine dying, <laughs> and then you hear, like, footstep, 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 bang, and Detective Tanner is framed in the door light. He looks very disheveled, his shirt's untucked, he's wearing a suit coat, one of the sleeves is very ripped, and he's uh, bleeding from his, like, face, just from all over his face. (laughs) He has deep purple bags under his eyes and looks around kind of half-dazed. Sees you guys and kind of just slams his way through the bar. (sighs) (sighs) Am I late? What's, uh, I see, uh, Idris is here, so, uh, I assume that means I'm, I'm late. Uh, apologies. I have been bleeding. Anyways, He sits down, he looks over at Darling and Seamus and goes, uh, you know that drinking's illegal, just so you know. Anyways, (laughs) Idris, go ahead, I'm here, what's up? So Faye just silently takes the ice out of her drink and folds it in a napkin and hands it to Tanner. (laughs) Tanner looks at her and goes, ah, never use the stuff. (laughs) You mean ice? Yeah. Hey, right. uh, uh, Cody, what point are you role-playing? I haven't seen the role-play <laughs> yet. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you for joining us, Detective Tanner. You are only normally late. No more than usual. Uh, yeah. We'll count this as a win, I guess. So, well, I've called you here because the body of a Mr. Victor Reed has been found. Uh, murdered, apparently, on the steps of the Stewart University Library. Anything else you can tell us about him? Um, I have no idea who Mr. Reed is. It is just unusual for a dead body to show up in the middle of a university campus. Can you tell us about age of the victim? Uh, Mr. Reed's, from the preliminary reports that I have received, he seemed to be a middle-aged man of a rather large build. Oh, so big fella. All right. Uh, wealthy? Wealthy guy? I have no idea. That is why I've called you guys in. Um, Great. Not not to be impolite, um, but this seems like uh, something for the police to solve. What exactly has caught the attention of a rift, such as yourself? The, the main thing that concerns me is that, yes, murders happen all the time, but usually when people... M- are murdered they're not done in the middle of what of the most public places you can imagine it's kind of like if somebody showed up in the middle of the circle just lying dead it's a little weird and additionally college campuses are known for being uh popular hangouts even during nocturnal hours so whoever had to do this was in a hurry for something and this seems more unusual than a, just a simple mugging. However, it could be nothing, and if it's that, don't worry about solving it. Just figure out that there's nothing weird going on, and 
you guys can go back to your lives and I'll let send me the usual information that it's just a normal murder and then you can go on your merry way. Otherwise, I would like you to put a stop to who's ever doing these strange murders because this seems to be a rogue agent in the city. So there's been more than one. Well, I mean, I'm assuming there will be multiple if it's a rift. When has a rift ever been? The one and done type? Yes. Makes us think that it is a murder. I mean, a 40-year-old man usually isn't found frequenting college campuses. Could have been a professor. There wasn't, like, a knife sticking out of him or anything, was there? Not that I know of, but I don't get out much. Yeah, that's true about you. You're kind of, well, spooky, I guess you'd say. Says the one who grows a bone axe. No, that's not common. Anyways, um... Do you know what time of day he was found? Was he, like, was he found in the night or in the morning? Um, from the little I know, I believe that he was found in the early morning. However, as far as I understand, there are still police the scene, so if you go ask them, I am sure they will be more than happy to help. Is there anything else I can assist you all with? I mean, I have a flat. If you want to... On the... I have a flat tire. Coffee, too, would be... Are you playing Calico again? What? (laughs) Seamus, sorry. This is 36 hours on... (laughs) No sleep. Oh. Uh... Darling uh, leans over and uh, pats his shoulder. Don't worry, dear. We'll get you a coffee on the way. <laughs> he jumps as soon as you touch him. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Yeah, on the way. So as you guys are talking, without really realizing it, you or without noticing it, uh, Idris does leave. He just disappears. Like One second he's there, the next second he's gone. None of you really see him leave, so you don't know if he just floated away or just disappeared or whatever. And this is pretty common practice for him. He seems very, very secretive. Right, though, he's spooky, right? It's not just it's not just me saying he's spooky. He is kind of spooky, right? Oh, undoubtedly. <laughs> I heard <Well>. that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off to Steward, then? Yeah, I mean, if y'all want, one of you can drive my car, because I shouldn't anymore. I'll drive. He tries to hand you the keys and just drops them on the floor. <laughs> I'm excited for Cody to pass out in the middle of a fight because he's so tired. <laughs> okay, so how do you guys all arrive at Stewart University? I thought we were all driving together. Are you driving? I'm asleep in the back of my Ford Model A. Yeah. Are you, I didn't know if you were taking Tanner's car that has a flat or if you're all taking the transportation you use to arrive here. It's not that flat. It's just a little <laughs> flat. Stop trying Does. to justify your your bad life choices to me. Is Stop trying to mechanically disadvantage us because of his narrative flair. Is there a spare somewhere on the car? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think they have them on the side, yeah. Okay, if there's a spare, um, then Darling's going to use... Um, oh, shoot, what is it? Are you going to wreck my car? <laughs> No, no, Darling's going to use God, uh, God's favor to um, convince, convince a mortal passerby uh, to change the tire. Uh, perfect. <laughs> oh. and, and, it's, and it's Chip, and he, like, zips into the car. Oh, and- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Oh, no, we're mixing City of Mist games. Easy enough, you can get the tire changed. I didn't know if you were all just dr- actually driving together or not. So you guys head to 
uh, Stewart University. Um, it is a, it's not the biggest school in Naptown. It's, it's a little on the smaller side, but it is recognized as one of the best colleges in the town or universities. I guess those are different things. You make your way to the library, which itself is a red and tan brick building. It's rather large. Uh, the front stairway is made of these nice white sewn steps. It looks very regal. It does have a slightly imposing look to it, but you can't really tell why because it's just architecture. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? It gives You've seen imposing architecture. Look at the Haunted Mansion. It's a building. It shouldn't be scary, but yet <laughs> buildings can be scary. The buttresses, they're flying. <laughs> we get it. Um, uh, the, the thing that Stewart University is mainly known for, though, it has a lot of groundbreaking research that happens there. Uh, it feels that, like, every other week something crazy has come out of this university, so much so that many companies uh, offer scholarships and do a lot of funding of different professors researching. Research, there we go. Pro- many different professors research. Uh, with rights to be able to use this technology that they are researching. Um, so as you guys arrive, the rain is falling gently at the scene. Uh, and it is letting up for the first time in what seems like weeks. It's no longer pouring. You guys are not miserably walking through the rain. Uh, you see a small crowd that is around the library. It's slowly starting to disperse. From what you know from Idris, that it's been... About 12 hours since the body has been found, and this was big news on the campus, but everyone's starting to go away. You do see one older police officer there, and he seems to be in the process of like finishing packing up stuff, ready to go home after what you can only imagine has been a very long day for him. So is there, there is not a body still there that we can see, There is right? not a body there, okay. no. But there is, there's a group of people, presumably like students and people affiliated with the college and an older mm-hmm. police And the, 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 the okay. bystanders are, start, like, are starting to lose interest since there's nothing really here anymore. The scene is being closed down, so the, like, the library will, steps will be opened momentarily kind of thing. Um, so we established that we were going to stop and get me a cup of coffee. Um, so I slept the whole way there, so I did not touch that cup of coffee. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, did they have Cody. Cody. portable cups of coffee? What is, what is the first Anyways. thing? What is the thing we talked oh, about in our like, episode the zero? The bartender? Is, we're not going to quibble over if it existed in the 20s. Yeah, no, I know, I know. The bartender, I'm assuming you got it from the bartender that you were at, since you're good friends with her. Um, and she has to go <laughs> cups for you. She. She's very progressive it. that way. She gets what's up. <laughs> Um, Detective Tanner is gonna go up to the police officer that's leaving and hand him the cup of coffee. There you go, bud. Uh, you mind telling me what you got here? Uh, what? I have a case of police equipment that I am taking. I don't know what voice I want to do. I have a bunch of police equipment that I'm just ready to take back to the precinct and go home. It's been a very long day for me. Now, now look, alright? I got a buddy over there. His name's Seamus. He's gonna be more than happy to help you lug all that equipment. All I need to know is just a few little details, alright? So, what we have here, what you guys find, you know... Uh, make, uh... Um... Investigate. Right? Yeah, investigate, because he's trying to... 
Make me a convince roll first to get him to stay. Because he wants to go home. And you're trying to convince okay. him to stop and talk with you? Can I can I use calm authority and being fast friends because I tried to butter yes. him up? Do, do you have anything that replaces being a police officer, really? Calm authority. Yeah, okay. That was a uh, 9 plus 2, so an 11. So, uh, on a 10 plus on a convince, they changed their... Ing- their agenda to include yours, at least for the time being. Uh, if, if I answer your questions, will you just let me go home? I'll do... Like I said, I'll do you one better. I'll help you carry the stuff to your car myself. Well, not me. I got other... You know what I mean. Anyways... Um, so I'm going to give him like a tier one status of... I guess buttered up works well. So he, you have a plus yeah. one to make your investigate roll now. I go ahead and take the oh, okay. to carry it for him. If he's willing to give it to me, yeah, he he hands it off to you since you're like if you're standing right there yep. and points you. You can find the police car easy enough. It's okay. not they're meant to be noticeable. Um, so the first thing I want to do is lock eyes with this police officer and go, "How did he die?" Ooh, that. If I'm using my hypnotizing, are eyes, you only using that or are you using anything else? Well. Can I use the fact that I'm his friend and I'm still doing Calm Authority? <laughs> um, I will let you use one of them. Okay, so that's an eight. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. No, I just wanted it to be a ten, so I was trying to get more. <laughs> so, uh, the way investigating works is you get clues equal to the power you spent, which you use two power. So, you'll get two clues. So, you get to ask him two questions, and I'll answer your one in a second. I, I will give... And I get to choose... One of these three things I can expose you to danger. Your clues are fuzzy, incomplete, or part true, part false. And, or I can, whoever was asking the question can ask you one question as well, and you must answer them the same terms. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you fuzzy clues, or fuzzy answers, at least for the first one. Uh, well, y- you know, like, I, I wasn't here. I'm just, I'm just a beat cop, you know, I'm... He looked like he had some stab wounds in him, you know. Looked nothing out of the ordinary. They were in his arms. He probably just bled out. Got any suspects already? Oh, I, I, I don't have any idea. You know, I've, I've just been securing the scene all day. We haven't been looking around. I mean, if you really want to know something, maybe go talk to that kid over there. And he points to a guy. Said he found the body. Been bragging about it all afternoon. Like finding a dead body, something to be proud of, and not just random chance you run into one. Sick kids these days, you know. Always trying to find the macabre and the creepy. Just being all nuts, you know, these days. I say and like, wink my old man wink at him. (laughs) (laughs) By old man, you mean... 40 <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> he's and he's also like a similar age to you <laughs> anything else that you need before i go home well i mean i'd like to keep asking him questions but you said i got two so i mean no <laughs> right i yeah i mean that's the weird part about this game is i don't know what you're supposed to do when you just like when you're run out of questions you know is anyone else doing anything while he's doing this Okay, uh, Darling was gonna uh, kind of take Faye over towards. Is is the guy who found the body like pretty obviously still kind of peacocking? You yes, know, yes. Like, oh, I... Okay, he's also being Cause... slightly ignored at this point. Like he's been peacocking all day, and like people here now are just like, I just want to use the library. 
Yeah. Uh, if uh, unless you want to do something else, uh, Caitlin, uh, I was I was gonna kind of drag you over to that guy with me. Okay, Zach. I was gonna just like talk to other bystanders, but if that's not gonna yield anything different, then I can go with Darlene. I th- you can get the same information from them as you can from this guy. Okay, I'll go with Darlene then. He's a little bit more authoritative since he did find the body. Can I... So my original plan was to shapeshift into looking more like a college co-ed so that it wasn't like, oh, why is this stranger coming and talking to us? So if I do that, can I give Darlene like an advantage if you roll changed the game, I okay. think is what you would do for that. Okay. I think you'd roll change the game. And then you can use that to give like uh give her a, a tag to help her out. Okay. Yeah, you can give you could give Darlene positive tags. Or Darling. Uh can she also roll with good team player? Because we're being team players. Yeah. Uh a thousand percent <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I would also say you can use your makes others focus on different people. Okay. Because like, I'm assuming you're trying to use yourself to draw attention. I'm to trying you. to lend credibility and make him more. I would say that. I, to, I would say that yeah. fits with your. You're trying. You're like. You're trying to focus attention away from yourself. Yeah. And get them to focus on something else of your choosing. Okay, so that'll be plus two because I'm using plus three. Two. Oh, plus three because I'm shape shifting. Yep. Okay, that will get me to a nine. A nine. So you get three juice. Um, which you can spend to create a power three tag if you want. So you can create a tag. Burn a power or story tag, which you don't want to do. Or give reduce. So you could create a level three story tag of. Okay, I will do forthcoming for him okay well it'll be on mandy oh i'll do trustworthy level three confidant okay so mandy you have a plus three for when you try to beguile him nice all right um uh darling drags Faye over uh to that guy and uh, i think while she's got her like hand around <laughs> Faye's wrist uh, she can like feel Faye change a little bit <laughs> which is a weird feeling but we've done this before so it's not like distracting um, and when we get over to him can you believe all of this nonsense I've seen everyone told me that you knew exactly what was happening what did you see what happened here well I mean yeah I mean you can say that like I I, I am the one who found the body, after all. Really? Oh my goodness, that must have been so scary. I mean, it, it was a little off-putting, but you know, like, I'm pretty brave and strong. You know, I didn't have to worry about it. You know, I just reported to the authorities and, you know, let them know everything I knew. Oh my goodness, you must have been so brave to be near the body. What did you see? You want to make me a roll? I do. <laughs> also... Uh, Faye, what does your yeah. shapeshifting look like? Is it like... So for this, since I, I'm not like totally shapeshifting, I'm imagining that her face gets a little rounder and more youthful. 
her like professional um outfit i'm thinking more like a pencil skirt and a tucked in blouse becomes more like a sweater and a pleated skirt and yeah that sort of thing my more question was um like what does like how does the transformation look when it happened like when it's happening like is it like just an instant thing where all of a sudden like she was wearing i I imagine i imagine it like have you seen the movie lucy no no okay there's there's a scene where uh scarlett johansson the main actor uh, actor in it and there's a scene where she like just like her hair just changes color and grows a few inches just kind of in in like a split second yeah. it's not like instant but it's just like okay. real quick no that's fine that, that's what i'm imagining I, i'm just i was just curious yeah it's, it's not like snapping your fingers but it's pretty fast it just like subtly shifts so it, it, if people are watching you they notice but otherwise they're just gonna double take and be like what yeah yep yeah, I would assume that even if someone was looking right at her, they they just they just be like, oh, that's they they think that they were look they like saw two different people. And yeah, or like they saw a shadow or something. Mundane people yeah. will. Yeah. Well, and it's been raining yeah. too, so I'm sure you've got some kind of like trench coat or something, you know, kind of covering up a little bit. So that probably helps. I imagine that she has an umbrella, so people probably think it's just like sh- shadow. Yeah. Okay, Mandy. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was just curious. That's totally fine. Um, could I add? Uh, I don't. Can I add charmer and uh, rumors to that? Definitely. All right, and that's on top of that plus three. Do you want to add appear as a close confidant as well? Uh, it it, it would not change the outcome. Uh, it changes how many questions you get to ask. Them. Oh, okay. Well, that if that's if I can add that, then it's an eleven. Okay, so you get a full success, which means you get to just ask them three clues or three questions, or you have three clues which you can spend to ask them three questions, or if you wanted to hang on to one, if you don't know what questions to ask right now, you can use this to mine for information later and like flash back to this conversation. Can all of our rolls be like this, where we have just a plus three and we add two more, therefore all of our rolls are guaranteed to succeed? Here's the other thing, like, things need to succeed right now because this is the beginning of the investigation. And <laughs> yeah, we can't fail, have it. A- fail right now, it's like, well, we found nothing. Uh, investigation's over. Also, talking to it's people is, like, <laughs> my thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was just a normal death. He died of a heart attack. Let's go home. It's a little early for the trail to go cold. <laughs> Okay, so three questions, or at least we get three clues out of it. Um, Right, and you asked, you wanted him to describe what happened, right? um, The the first thing that I want to get out of the question that I asked him, which was like, what did you see, is um, a description of uh, the body and if he could tell kind of like what the what the injury was so like we kind of heard stab wounds but like it uh like a little bit more descriptive i guess on like was there like a lot of blood was it like a bunch of small stabs like what just just more detail i guess on the body itself well uh like i was i was walking out after midnight you know like sometimes you got to work late when your studies you know it's it's hard and i was walking out of the library and well, I wasn't the library. I wasn't walking out of the library. We're at the library. Uh, but, like, so I was walking across campus, and then I noticed, like, I didn't see anything to begin with, but I noticed this, like, 
weird chemical smell that like reminded me of being in like the lab but like i'm not in the lab and like i don't smell this anywhere else so i look around and then i just see this guy lying on the steps of the library and i i run up to him and he, he's a he is a very big man like you know at least like six you know seven feet tall oh wait i shouldn't be like vague <laughs> because you know i can't exaggerate since you actually get straight answers he was like this six foot tall guy and like you know super burly and i like i'm like a guy like that couldn't be just like lying dead or anything but then i i looked for his pulse and, he, and there was nothing there the weird part is it looked like he had these weird cuts on his arms but like there was no blood or anything on the steps okay anyone else have question ideas I have one. Yeah, okay. Can Hit you me. describe his pallor? Oh my goodness, that's so gruesome. What was he already like blue in the face? I mean, he looked pretty pale if you're asking me, but I mean, it was dark and it was hard to see and then like I called the cops and they like showed up pretty quickly, but he didn't look very healthy at least at the end, you know. Before that, he looked pretty strong, you know, like Man, never skip leg day or anything. <laughs> um, and if if you want to say hang on to a, a clue for later, you can. And you just have to re- you write down you'd write down like on a sheet like interview with Jason. Um, and then you one clue. Okay. And then you can use it to flashback in case you think of something that he might have known. To ask oh, him kind of thing. Okay, that's nice. Gotcha. Right. So like and you can do this anytime you guys investigate, you can stock up clues in case you're like, I don't have a question yet. That is an awesome mechanic. That is really I love nice. that so yeah. much. Yeah, it's it's so that like when you're like, Oh, this would have been a really good thing to check out at the crime scene, oh look, I still have a clue from the crime scene. However, as a you can't use this clue to find out something that this guy would not know. Yeah. So right. you could you couldn't be like, What was this guy's cause of death? Because Jason has zero idea what this guy's cause of death was. He just found him dead. Okay. Um, yeah, in that case, I think I'll, I'll store up one clue. Um, just because okay. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. So, Gosh, I love the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> this game is really, really well thought out in most regards. The one thing I have, like, and I need to look through the book a little bit more, is like what happens when like the investigation just stalls out because like someone asks questions and they rolled poorly. <laughs> Can I search the ground now that the police officer has left? Um, not yet. Seamus gets to do something first. Okay. Real, real <laughs> quick. Um, I don't have a question for him, but um, can we still smell anything around the area? Ooh, yeah. Um, no, no. Okay, nothing out of the. Like, you can smell like normal. So, things, so twelve hours later. There is nothing particularly chemically smelling. Correct. Okay. And I will say, you also do not... Well, actually, no. You can find out more about that if someone spends a clue investigating it, I will say. Well, do you mean, is that something that Jason would know, or... No. Okay. No. I understand. But since people are investigating more of the ground around... Gotcha. They could ask more in-depth questions regarding to the smell. Gotcha. Okay. Understood. As of right now, I'm going to leave it as you don't notice any unusual smells. Sounds good. Seamus, what are you doing? All right. So, last time we saw Seamus, he was taking that 
case of equipment to the cop car <laughs> like 30 minutes ago. No, I'm joking. Um, what is this case? Like, would I know what's in this case? Is it like a suitcase? Like, what kind of thing am I It's carrying? like a suitcase. It's, it's what I assume generic tools, you know, like for analyzing a crime scene. Okay. Um, is it possible for me to open it? Yes. When I get back to the car, is it how far away is the cop car? Um, it's a probably hundred, hundred fifty yards. So it's a little bit of a hike. Okay. That's a bit okay. I just wanted to. I really wanted to know if if I had time before the guy arrived. You do. <laughs> okay. Um, when I get when I get to the car, I, I was he was there any uh, another officer like at the car or nope, something? No, he's the last one closing up. Okay, perfect. Um, I want to take a look inside this and see if I can get any clues out of so you, whatever you, equipment he was using. You pop it open and you see it is just like the office supply equivalent of police tools. Like it's like police tape and rulers and empty notepads and some sharpened pencils, and there is nothing of any value like that being said really good idea i didn't want to like say no but i'm like i don't have anything you can learn from this okay that's fair i worth a shot is there anything else you'd like to do though since everyone else is taking time doing things i had to walk like three football fields i think i don't think i had time to time is nebulous in this If you, if you want to let someone else do something, that's completely fine. But if you wanted to, you know, I'm not going to penalize you for having a good idea and then it just not having any information <laughs> and be like, well, that's the one thing I got to do is have Cody tell me to walk a box across campus. <laughs> Seamus, can you, when you come back, can you follow up on the smell? Is that something he can do? Yeah. If, if he wants. If you don't, if you don't want to do anything and you want to let Detective Tanner do more investigating, that's also completely fine. I just, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to have stuff to do with stuff with your character, and I'm not going to penalize you for not choosing something I, th- or for choosing something I wasn't thinking about. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and let Detective Tanner, Tanner, start whatever he was going to do. Plus, I want to take, I want to be taking notes. I'm not taking, I haven't taken enough notes. Um, ta- well, first off, I want to go talk to Darlin, Darling. Is it Darling or Darlin? Darling. Darling. Sorry. I want to. I just have like the impulse to shorten it to like, darling, you know. But anyways, the only reason <laughs> it would come out come uh, across that way is in her accent. But gotcha. no, it's darling, or potentially in an Irish <laughs> accent. Oh, <laughs> true. yeah, that's true. Well, how's it going, darling? Darling, just screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how do you say your name? Is it darling or darling? It's darling. <laughs> Okay, darling. Do you go by Pat or Patrick? Well, usually Patrick. All right, Pat. Okay, Rick. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Well, I wasn't able to get a whole lot, but I did get a little bit about how um, Mr. Reed looked when he was found. Uh, apparently, there was a chemical smell around uh, the area. Uh, cuts on his arms, no blood on the steps. And he was looking pretty pale. I don't know if that helps you any. Well, that backs up what I got from the um, from the police officer there. I just got that he was stabbed and that they don't have any suspects at the moment, which 
not too helpful if we're being honest with ourselves, but I do have some thoughts, you know? So, here's the first one. Why is he here? Like, does anyone around campus know this guy? Like, if we go and talk to the library, maybe they know something. I'm also curious, and this is the move that I want to do, is I want to try to look around. I'm wondering if maybe he was dumped here, what with the no blood and the already being pale. Um, Because that also seems like a possibility at this point. You know, it feels like a gesture that he was put here. You know what I mean? I was thinking the same thing. Well, I'm going to sniff around on the ground now that the... The local constabulary's cleared out, and I'll see what I can find. But I just wanted to talk with you and see if you had similar thoughts. Great, and uh, Faye and I can go see if anybody knows who uh, who this guy is and why he might be here. All right, so are we going to head up the library steps? Sounds good to me. All right. Um, uh, Seamus, are you just going to join up with Detective Tanner then when you come back, I'm assuming? Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I assume we're going to do, like, all, like, they don't have to repeat everything to me, no, right? No, I'm, I'm assuming that all information is shared unless you tell me otherwise. Or unless there's, like, okay. obviously this wouldn't be shared, you know? If there's a character revelation for Faye, that might not be common knowledge. You know, if someone's, yeah. you know, purposely gets her alone. But as of right now, you guys are sharing knowledge, information freely. Okay. Um... I, th- I want to try to follow up on that chemical smell uh, okay. that that Jason described. Um, I guess do I, I guess I probably would have to talk to him more. I was what I, I guess what I was thinking was I was going to try to get a description of what he thought it was and then see if I can discern what that might have been. Um, from what Darling has said, or like what he said to Darling was that they smelled a lot like lab chemicals. Um. I don't have a list of specific chemicals, but they are not things that you'd commonly smell outside of, like, a science lab. So they're things that are more rare to find in the wild, especially just on a city street. Okay. I guess the things I was thinking of, especially piggybacking on what Cody was, or uh, what Detective Tanner was thinking of, was um, if if it was a body that was dumped here, if if that smell we happened to smell was like, Formaldehyde that might yeah. be Yeah. I was thinking the <laughs> I was same thinking thing. formaldehyde too. Um since this is guy said it was something that he's felt smelled in a lab, you can probably make the safe assumption that it was probably not formaldehyde, because that is you from isn't formaldehyde used to like embalm bodies? Then like an embalm. Yeah, but I think yeah. it would be used like it's, to embalm a dissection frog or something. Yeah, I mean it could be it could be used in a like chemistry lab setting. Well, Jason is Dumb. <laughs> no, Jason is. I, I have his major on here. You oh, okay. Have. He's in chemistry, but formaldehyde would be more biology. So take that as what it is. Zach, you telling us that all of us had the wrong idea here? <laughs> if you want to keep arguing with me, we <laughs> can. want to keep arguing with you of the chemical that you made up to put in here. <laughs> the, do you want what I put? Like, he, I will read my exact note. Where is my exact note? Uh. There's a faint smell of unusual chemicals. <laughs> Not formaldehyde. <laughs> Jason noticed the body because it smelled like lab chemicals. Those are the notes I have about the chemicals. So if you want it, it's not formaldehyde, I don't think, unless you want it to be formaldehyde. No, that's okay. 
Anyway, do you guys want to like investigate the where the body was? Yeah, I want to see if I can find like tracks. Yeah, so you can. Uh, the officer Tobias pointed out where the body la- was laying, and you can find it pretty easily. You notice. I like how we can. I like how we're intuiting these people's names, even though we never asked. Them. I have names and last <laughs> names for everyone, <laughs> except for the. Pe- it's almost like you've learned from Cody's mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that. Until like you guys are like, we're gonna go into the library. I'm like, mm, wasn't expecting that. That's very reasonable. And now I need to make up a name. <laughs> You know enough librarians in your life. Her name is Caitlin. <laughs> she is the most beautiful librarian you have ever seen. Standing next to her is this kind of frumpy looking librarian. His name is Zach. <laughs> no way you could think that could ever be like that he could ever reach up to like Caitlin's level of beauty, but somehow she married him. <laughs> anyway, Cody or Tanner slash Seamus, investigate that dirt. Uh, can I roll Finding Dirt and uh, Private Eye? <laughs> finding Dirt, when I say investigate that dirt, feels a little weird. But yes, go for it. Uh, a little on the nose. Seamus, are you wanting to help him? Or do you want to make your own um, investigation yeah. roll? Which is completely different. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be probably investigating with him. Uh, if, you want, if you want to help him, you can how Faye did with the investigation. Or you can make your own investigation roll, whichever you'd prefer. Uh, I'll, I'll assist. Okay, so Seamus, tell me with how you're assisting... What tags you're using and roll me that juice. And by juice, I mean change the um, game roll. So I think the way I'm thinking this would go down, um, and this is probably this is probably a common occurrence in our investigation, is Detective Tanner will like point out the things he notices, and then Seamus will like use his dog tags to kind of like get more info about what that might have been, or try to get like, oh, the, this these shoes look like they they had this print and then he can like use his tags like, Oh, that was this type of shoe worn by this type of person or something like that. Okay. Like, and into it more information than what is like, nor what is actually visible. So I'd be, I guess I'd be using my see the unseen. Uh, do you want knowledge of the past as well? I was wondering about that one. Do you think that one, I guess I would apply I think since, if we're trying to figure out like track. Right. I think since you're like actively investigating, like what was here before, you know, it's not like something might okay. be here. It's like something definitely happened at that location that you're trying to discover. I would say it's okay. All right. Roll that tag. Or that. Change the game. That is an eight. All right. You can create a story tag, burn a tower power or story tag, or give or reduce a status. One point per point of juice. So if you want to spend both points of juice, you could give Tanner a level two plus or a plus two on this investigate check. Okay. And do I have to like find a tag for that? Like you'd you'd have to come up with that. This name. is why I'm not entirely sure how this part works. Yeah, you you'd create a ta- a status tag, so it would be something like knowledgeable. You could put you know, or like is there like a list of them. There is not. The book you, it's like any oh, okay. any adjective you can think of. Okay. Sexy. No, I'm just. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do insightful. Okay. So you have insightful plus two to your role, Detective Tanner. All right. I rolled an 11. How many? And you use two tags? So you get two well, questions out I of I use two tags and then Vinny's plus two. Those only help you get a higher number result. They okay. Okay. So I, I, they, yeah. I so use two. For reference, if you look at the rules, it says clues equal power. Status is different than power. Okay. Um, I, so here, here's a question. With my change the game role, is there a difference between seven and nine and ten plus? Yes, ten plus you gives lets you do different things. 
So on a 10 plus, you always get a minimum of two juice, even if you only rolled with one power. Okay. And then you can scale up the effects, which means you can target more than one person. You can prolong the effects. Uh, so, like, make it an ongoing thing. It's not just, like, a one-turn. Like, right now, it's a one-turn thing that Cody uses, and then it's gone. Okay. You can... Okay, so there's not really a negative effect. Right, so, so some of them... Because, like, a lot of seven and nines are, like, they ask you a question back, or you don't get a complete answer. This, there's not really a right. negative this, this is a partial effect. success, and by that, it means you get a one-time bonus instead of keeping it going. Okay. That's what I just wanted to check. So, you got an 11, so you get two answers to your questions. Um, okay, how was he put here? Um, so from what you can tell, the there's still the chalk outline there. He was, th- it just looks like he was just thrown here in a very haphazard way. I will also say, like, you're a detective, you're not dumb. You also do observe that there are burn marks where his arms were. Ooh. But no one has noted anything... Or, sorry, there's scorch marks, which are slightly different than burn marks. Um, but no one has mentioned anything about any weird damage being done to his arm so far, other than them being cut. Okay, and we... So he was thrown here. Do I see... Is this the same question of how he was put here? Like, how did they get here? Can I see, like, Prince or, like... Because he's a big guy. So someone had to carry a huge guy... Across or they had like and... a wheelbarrow or something. So, yeah, I, I would yeah, say yeah. that's a different question. Okay, this so how was uns- he transported? This is an unsatisfying answer that they were able to cover their tracks very well, actually, because that there's uh, stone and brick pathways everywhere. Oh, okay. And, but a better response means they came from stone and brick pathways, which means either like that they weren't just dragging them through campus. So it yeah. it looks like it was a little bit more premeditated than an accidental mugging. I want to see his body, but we can't see his body. I keep wanting to say what's in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done then. All I right. get two, right? So that was you got two. two. Yep. Faye and Darling. We go into the library. Yeah. All right. So you walk into the library. There is the typical front desk there. You see a librarian. She... She does not have glasses, but she does have her hair in a bun. She's wearing typical work clothes for the 20s, so she looks very professional. She has her head down, and she looks like she's working, but she is not uninviting when you guys walk in. I was just laughing at the fact that our first first session, first mission of this campaign, we go to the library. <laughs> Two-fifths of our, of our group are librarians. <laughs> Two-fifths so far. <laughs> right, I don't have a career yet. Um, <laughs> Libraries. <laughs> I mean, I am looking for jobs. So who knows? <laughs> could be four. Could be four fifths. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> so, I think before we get to the desk that she's at, Faye is going to kind of whisper to Darling. It's a library. That's not weird. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so how, what angle do you think we should take with this? What might she know that the, that Jason didn't? Do you think we can ask her about the smell? Maybe she's, she knows something about it. That's possible, especially if she came in early today. Maybe she was able to smell something. Um, and then I would like to know if um, 
maybe she has seen him around. Um, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure students don't always take notice if he's, uh, you know, maintenance or uh, other prof- a professor from a different um, college or something like that. So that's that's my hope is that we'll get a little bit more clarification on that. All right. That sounds good. Um, so go team. <laughs> so, um, we approach the desk and Faye kind of clears her throat and says, I'm sorry to bother you, ma'am, but are you, do you know anything about the commotion outside? I heard there was a death. Oh, it, it's no problem. Um, yes, unfortunately, that. The library was used as a dumping ground last night for a, a poor man who appears to have been murdered. But everything has been sorted out and we are, the campus is adding extra security. So this will not happen again. That sounds. Are you still terrible. a co-ed by the way? Yes. Okay. Um, that sounds terrible. Uh, who, who was it? It was not. You should not worry. It was not one of our students. Uh, we don't know who exactly it was. The police did not inform us. However, they were able to tell us that beyond the shadow of a doubt, it was not someone who attends this university in any fashion. They were not a professor. They were not a student. They were not anyone on staff. So you, this campus is as safe as it has always been. It appears that someone just used this campus as a dumping ground, which is unfortunate, but I think it is the best that we could have all hoped for, given the circumstances. Yes, that's a bit of a relief, but um, it's tragic about the the poor man. Oh, I, I completely agree. It, it is very distressing, but... We, we don't want this to reflect badly on this university at all, you know. This is a great place to study and learn, and I'm sure it will never happen again. Um, at this point, you kind of get, like, she is being very nice, but this is like, really disturbed her as well. Okay. Like, and she's not being difficult with you. Like, the reassurance is not... It's, like, for herself as well. Right. It's, yeah. She's saying it because this is, like, the company line that they've been told to say mm-hmm. but she's also saying it to reassure herself like if i say this enough i will start to believe it gotcha um can uh darling uh, um it's like a so she's behind like a library desk right yes. so it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh would it would it be too unreasonable to think that uh darling would kind of lean over the desk and could like touch her hand no i think that's fine and, uh, I, I think she's in a state of mind where you could do that without like her noticing and then it like feel comforting not aggressive yeah okay and because because that that would be the intention is to go uh very comforting and i used the wrong uh name of it before uh it wasn't god's favor i actually want to use dominatrix <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> that's controlling the wills of mortal through touch um and and i i, I want to uh try to give her like a uh, a little bit of i want to take away some of the anxiety mm-hmm. you know just kind of give her like a little a sense of calm um oh ma'am i know it is just absolutely dreadful what happened out there but thank goodness there are so many people just looking to keep us all safe are you attempting to do anything mechanical with this or just narrative um I think narrative. Okay. Uh, unless, uh, Caitlin, you think maybe her relaxing would give us some more information, but. Um, I think 
Faye will use it as a way to keep her in the conversation just a bit longer. Okay. Yeah, not really. But Mandy, can you make me a change the game roll? Sure. Uh, Do you want to add anything else to calm her down while you're doing this? Um. So let me see. That tag would be dominatrix. Uh, Could I also use charmer again? Sure. I uh, I only realized I just had this, which is why I'm asking. Uh, Would distraction work? Oh, uh, why not? Okay, cool. Well, that's not great. <laughs> oh, but I I did just get a seven. So you do get to create a story tag, and you can you you can use that to spend on uh, giving her a status. So I want to give her okay. the, like the status of like relaxed three. That sounds great because I don't have the thing in front of me. So yeah, relax three sounds great. So she seems to calm down a little bit. And Caitlin, roll me an investigation roll since you're trying to get something a little bit more out of her. You get a plus three with whatever you add of your own. Okay. Uh, okay. Woo. That is a what, what, 10 plus stuff. So What tags are you using? <laughs> I don't know if it matters. Uh, it does because that's how many clues you get. <laughs> okay. So, so in this game, almost always it matters how much stuff you add, like what numbers you like, what tags you add, because that tells us how many clues or status effects or whatever you can do with that. So, like in this case, if you use three tags, you get three clues. Okay, that's why Uh, outside Chloe, uh, not Chloe, Cody can only use two questions. Okay, I'll use won't take no for an answer. Okay. Um, if that works. Okay, yeah, that's fine. So you get a success. You're using one tag. Uh, you get to ask her one question. Um, I, th- this is maybe a bit odd, but did you notice there's a sort of smell lingering around the building? We just came in and it's just stuck in my nose. I can't get it out and just makes me think about that poor man on the steps. Uh, I, I personally haven't noticed any smell, but I can... Make sure to go out there and, or I can contact uh, custodial and make sure that they clean up any like lingering remnants that might be causing a smell out there. Thank you for letting me know. I can't think of anything else. Well, if you have any more questions, be sure to stop by. The library is always here to help. Thank you so much. And then she goes back to work. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming you guys are heading out. Um, real quick, I'm. I'm not any good at investigating stuff, but like while we're walking out, do is there any possibility that while we're walking out, I notice some kind of um, like a plaque or something that may have been like this library was important for some reason. Uh, my thinking is I'm trying to figure out why this person would have been left here. Oh, like um, who and just they might be sending a message to by leaving a body here. Oh, it, exactly. So I like just just I, I don't know if there's like a dedication or something that might uh, be helpful. Um, you don't notice anything like that with between talking with Faye and Tanner, because I, I think they they both have hit higher education of some sort. Because I'm ass- I'm assuming police officers were trained even back a hundred years ago. This library is well known for the research it does. Uh, Faye has come here on occasion to help research cases, both okay. like for law because it is such an extensive library here. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is 
it's that like circling thing where it has a really good library so they're able to do really good research so it ha- so they make a better library so they can do even better research kind of cyclical thing mm-hmm. with it um so like it is a very prominent library there is a lot of really interesting stuff for all different majors of things but there isn't anything why you'd think someone would just drop a body on its doorstep okay there isn't something like this place is haunted. I mean, hey, <laughs> you never know. I mean, no more than every every <laughs> university campus has every building mildly haunted from, like, rumors, you know. There's nothing Great. that's like, <laughs> the ghost of Stewart University Library wanders the halls, <laughs> claiming the blood for a dead loved one. No, there's, not, <laughs> there's none of that more than the usual amount of that where you're like, okay, this is probably normal. Or like this... Uh, 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 and obs- this person donated an obscene amount of money. Therefore, it's their library. Right. Right. No, it's okay. You you have heard rumors of it being a having a lot of weird stuff in it, like artifacts and archives of stuff. But there's nothing in this case so far that would point you in that direction. It doesn't look like a break in. Nothing okay. was damaged in the library. It looks like the guy was. And talking with Tanner, it looks like the guy was literally like dropped there and the guy ran okay all right so you guys all reconvene share your information with each other or why don't you guys reconvene and talk with each other since you got a game plan to go forward or want a game plan to go forward well so how did it go nope never mind sorry (laughs) i'm tired and sometimes when i'm tired i talk over people go ahead Faye. uh well the librarian confirms that do we know his name is we you were we were told his name is Victor, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that Victor. You know the, you know the victim was Victor. Uh, Victor, Victor Reed. Victor Reed. Uh, the librarian confirmed that Victor was not a student, not a professor, and not staff of the institution. So he seems to have no connection here himself, unless the murderer does. What about you? Were you able to find out anything? Well, it's funny you say, in case the murderer does, because here's what I found out. Well, bird marks by his wrists where he was stabbed, so his blood was lava, I guess. We'll get to that later. But body was dumped here with no tracks and no blood, so he wasn't killed here, he was left here. Now, maybe it was a haphazard chance, but it seems to me it was probably left here on purpose, because if someone was going to leave a body somewhere why would they leave it here but the person had to take pathways on the campus to get the body here they didn't just drag it across the field so my guess is it came from one of the buildings someone drug him outside Mm. and left him now maybe not the library because they probably wouldn't want to leave it on their own doorstep whoever it was but Maybe they're trying to drag him someplace, some kid walks by, they spook and run. And Jason said something about he smelled like chemicals from the lab. Maybe we can see if the lab is connected via paths to here. Yeah, yeah. And something else you said, you said he was stabbed in the arm or does he have slashes across his arm? What I have is stab wounds in the arms. At least that is what the police officer cited as possible cause of death. And when I talked to Jason, he said that there were just, there were cuts on the arms. So no, I guess generally speaking, looks like cuts 
or uh, slashes, but uh, until we can take a look at uh, the body or uh, some kind of report, I think that's what we have to go off on. Well, who's up for a little lab tour? Anyone? I am always a lover of science. As the party heads towards the labs, night begins to descend on campus. The rain continues to fall as a figure emerges from the nearby shadows. I think my day just got a little more interesting. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you'd like more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the username Wandering Gamer Network. We have live streaming of these episodes on Twitch most Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So stop by and chat with us for a while. We can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by the talented Caitlin Balgaman, who is the voice of Faye Cameron in this podcast. All other music is from bensound.com or the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it's the gods who envy us.